يا نفس إن لم تظفري لا تجزعي ويلا موايد جود مولاك هرعي نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي I ask admins and, and all those inshallah to turn your hearts towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and make this dua that ultimately I'm just a tool, I'm just a conduit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the right words, run the right words through me that are of benefit to me and that will be of benefit to you inshallah ta'ala. So we've been uh, talking about Iman in general. Uh, Sahaba radiallahu anhum are known to have said, uh, they're very famous, تَعَلَّمْنَا الْإِيمَانِ ثُمَّ تَعَلَّمْنَا الْقُرْآنِ We learned Iman and then we learned Qur'an, أي الأحكام, the rulings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a hint towards that you know Iman should come first, the basis you should uh, um, prep the earth, so to speak, the soil. Uh, to receive the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, also, there's this uh, sort of hint towards the fact that iman is something you do learn. Ta'allamna. We learned iman. And so we speak a lot about iman. And the Prophet ﷺ explained to us that iman is something that increases and decreases. وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِنْ أَمْرِنَا مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَا الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا نَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا The Ruh Jibreel a.s. مِنْ أَمْرِنَا From our command. مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي The Ruh is from the command of Allah. مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَا الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ You didn't know what this book was. You didn't know what Iman was. وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا Allah made Iman a light. And light, you know, the, one of the attributes of it is that it intensifies and detensifies. So the things that typically increase the iman are when you pretty much busy yourself in the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Busy yourself in the remembrance of Allah. So basically the obedience towards the Creator increases one's iman, generally speaking. And disobedience towards the Creator decreases one's iman. So we want to sort of keep Iman at bay. We want to always, you know, have this focus on it, always have a concern to renew it because it doesn't stay stable in a sense. If it's not going, if it's not going up, it's by default going down. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create it this way, in this fashion? So that we are doing continuous effort. We don't stop. We don't rest. We're always making an effort to increase this Iman. So... When this iman, the, the light, this light becomes uh, stronger, and because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that it is from the command, this ruh is from the amr of Allah, it's from the command of Allah. So naturally, something that's from the commands of Allah, the nutrition of it is the commands of Allah. That's the thing that brings it alive. And when the ruh becomes alive, becomes strong, it drags the body towards the obedience of Allah. One feels a himma, an aspiration. And when the ruh is weak, 
then the body will drag it, so to speak, and one will feel lazy towards the commands of Allah. I don't feel like praying or you feel very heavy to perform any uh, uh, act of obedience towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Iman is, is, is key. قَالَتِ الْأَعْرَابُ The nomads, when they became Muslim, they said, we, we, we're believers now. And what was, what was uh, Prophet ﷺ commanded to tell them through the words of Allah in the Qur'an? قُلْ لَمْ تُؤْمِنُوا Tell them you haven't believed yet. وَلَكِنْ قُولُوا أَسْلَمْنَا But say that you are simply Muslim now. وَلَمَّا يَدْخُلِ الْإِيمَانُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ There's an effort required. Not yet has Iman entered your hearts. So just like when a farmer makes effort on his farm and yields the fruits of that, you know, just like you know, anything you make effort on, you know, the engineers make effort on dirt, upcome buildings, um, farmers on land, upcome fruits, vegetables. In the same way, when one makes an effort on Iman and the Iman strengthens, then the, when the Iman is no longer corrupt, so to speak, and it's strong, then we have this aspiration and then the, our actions that emanate from our body become stronger, become better, become ahsan, ahsan wa'amala. They start to have a quality to them. And when the actions that emanate from our body become rectified, say, what do you mean I'm praying? What, what's the difference between you know, a rectified action? Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ وَالتَّنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ that salah, it becomes a, a means, a barrier to block you from the disobedience, so to speak, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you are praying, but your life is full with disobedience, then you only have the outward form of salah, not the inward reality of it. So an effort needs to be made. But the fastest way to improve your actions is to pr improve your iman and strengthen your iman. This is a very important point. Please understand this. And then when the actions are hasin, they're accepted, they're powerful, then the conditions and circumstances from Allah change in our lives. Because what it is, is when, when we left the effort of Iman, the Iman became weak. When the Iman became weak, our actions became weak. When the actions became weak, the conditions coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became difficult. And likewise, when we make the effort of Iman and Yaqeen, our Iman becomes rectified, our actions become rectified, and then the conditions from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala become favorable. So it's as if, in, in a general sense, so it's like our actions ascend and circumstances from Allah descend. So we start off by first understanding what this Iman was. Because Rasulullah when he was sent to the mushrikeen, the Qur'an is very interesting. The Qur'an says, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ If you were to ask these mushrikeen in Quraysh, who created the heavens and the earth? لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ They would say Allah. So the issue wasn't a matter of uh, uh, of who started it all, who kick-started, who's the unmoved mover, the beginninglessly eternal. They didn't have an issue with that. Where, but where was the problem? There was an issue. There was an issue with shirk. Like 360 statues that they believe benefited or harmed 
with Allah, his sort of aid, so to speak. And these, we may no longer worship 360 statues, but there are 360 statues that have been sort of embedded in our belief system throughout what we see in our day-to-day lives. So I may not, you know, prostrate to a statue, but the fact that I believe that there is benefit directly in in technology independent of Allah you know you know subhanallah you know the weather's changing i I'm, whenever the weather changes i get sick believing that you got a cold because of a change in weather and this change of weather is just sort of functioning on its own that whether it's doing its thing or okay google what's the weather like today So from a practical sense, okay, Google, what's the weather like? It's great, so you can plan your day. But if your heart genuinely believes that rain is coming from clouds and not from the treasures of Allah, then you have an issue with your iman. So let's define the system because they called the Prophet crazy, majnoon. So there had to be something very far-fetched, very, it was a big situation it was a huge issue at hand. And Rasulullah his da'wah apparently was very simple. Qulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu. Say la ilaha illallah and you will be successful. Successful? Okay. Well, we believe Allah created the universe. Heck, you know, atheists believe they just call it Mother Nature. Heck, even like, you know, philosophers, people that study logic will tell you, by design, this couldn't have just happened on its own for the universe to be, and we know that it is, it, it, it happened, it got kick-started. There has to be an unmoved mover that began in this. Oh, you're, you'll keep regress- regressing forever. So even logically, they believe in a starter. But the Qur'an has over 6,000 verses that talk about not the uluhiyyah, but the rububiyyah. Not the fact that simply there is a God that created it all, but there's a God that's running it all. So what's the general belief? The general belief is Allah created the sun. Allah created medicine. Allah created water. Allah created food. Nobody has, most people don't have an issue with that. Okay. But Allah then when he created the sun, he created the attributes for the sun, placed it in the sun, and now most Muslims believe this, and they'll tell you this, that the sun is now executing, the sun, the sun is executing those attributes and properties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in it. Independent of God. And the, what makes it difficult is although what you see is not what you get, unless you understand the system of ghaib, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ Unless you understand the system of ghaib, your eyes 
will fool you into the system, will trick you into the system. Your ears will trick you into the system. Your mind will... will so, but I see rain coming from clouds. But I see the sun, emin the, the, the light and the heat, the light emanating from the sun. But I see that when I take Tylenol or medicine, I feel better. My headache goes away. So sort of there's by experience, that seems to be what's happening. But then Allah sent the prophets to tell people and teach him because he's just. He's not going to leave us haywire haphazardly. He sent the prophets to tell us what's really going on. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. This is like, it's somewhat deep and it's, it's highly misunderstood because it's so simple, the kalima. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, that most people are okay, yeah, I just worship God, fine, done. No, there's a lot more to it than that. It's a lot deeper than that. It's actually quite awesome. Allah created the sun, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gives light. Allah created water, Allah is the one that quenches thirst. Listen carefully. Allah created fire. Allah is the one that burns. Allah created water. Allah quenches. Allah created food. Allah satiates. The qudra, in Arabic, the qudra, the power of Allah is in the essence of Allah. It's with God. He doesn't, he doesn't let the sun borrow it, so to speak. It's not that the sun, okay, so God allowed it to do that and it's doing it. No, the sun is a mirage. Allah veiled his power behind these created objects. But it is really him that is doing everything. Tawheed, not just the uluhiyya, but the rububiyya, that there's only one actor. Allah created the sun, Allah gives heat. Huh? Okay, well, fine, I'll, you know, I'll play along here. So why did he even create the sun? It, did he create it for fun and game, for play? I mean, what's the point? No, even he says, and he points, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَا خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاءَ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا بَاطِلًا ذَلِكَ ظَنُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنَ النَّارُ Allah says, I did not create the heaven or the earth and what is between them, i.e. this, this visible system, Batila, haphazardly, for no reason. There's a reason. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to tell us what that reason is. Why aren't you just doing everything yourself directly? Well, first, start off with what's common sense. The finite cannot perceive the infinite. So we cannot see directly with our eyes Allah, let alone the Qudra of Allah. 
If Allah wanted us to, like on the Day of Judgment, like in Jannah, He gives us the ability to. But here, no, because we're being tested. He wants to see who of us will allow created manifest objects to veil us from what's really happening and going on. Who will stop at multiplicity and not pierce through to unicity? Who will become affected, perturbed by the things of this world and the circumstances of this world? And who will be affected only by the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Allah tells us in the Qur'an, so obviously first of all, well, we can't perceive him with our eyes. So Allah points to himself through created things. These are ayat, they're pointers to the one. But then very clearly he tells us in Surah Al-Kahf, that's the point. Let's stop there first. I've made this visible system of cause and effect. I've made this visible world, the apparent system of cause and effect. Why, Ya Allah? لِنَبْلُوَهُمْ To test them. أَيُّهُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Why does Allah here connect actions? Because when you finally get what's going on, you submit to the Master and you do exactly what He wants. And in these actions will be your success. But they emanate from a place of knowing. Know that there is only one Allah running the show, the master. How cool is that? Like before you get caught up on what? Get caught up on wow. Subhanallah. Pretty awesome. It's out there. لو كان فيهما آلهة إلا الله لو كان فيهما آلهة إلا الله لفسدتا if there were other gods in it besides Allah, if you see this cause and effect and you think that other than Allah is doing, other than Allah is running, other than Allah is satiating hunger, other than Allah is quenching thirst, other than Allah is curing, you're delusional. It wouldn't run, the system wouldn't run, it would be corrupt, only one ilah behind it doing everything. Subhanallah. look at that. That's glory be to him, wow. What kind of perfection is that? That 
All these people asking Allah, all the vegetation, all the fruits, the solar system in its vastness, the universe in its vastness, everything we found with all the technology, these stars, light years upon light years of light years, galaxies upon galaxies of which our sun is like a grain in the sand compared to some of the other stars out there. This awesome system, all of it, is only whatever we've perceived to date. Because Allah tells us in the Qur'an that what we see, what we can catch in this dunya is the sama'id dunya. So sama'id dunya is not just you know what we see with our eyes up to here and what's there beyond that. No, 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 no. All this universe, all these soul, billions of solar systems, all that, that's just one heaven. And that is a is a grain in the sand compared to the second heaven. And the second heaven is a grain in the sand compared to the all that system that's running. And then quantum dive within in the micro inside of you. And every little intricate detail of the billions of billions of atomic galaxies within you on the molecular and subatomic level, every single atom is screaming, is yelling, La ilaha illallah. كُلُّ شَيْءٍ يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِحَهُمْ You just don't get it, but everything's glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why do children come from parents and fruits grow in trees? Why this apparent cause and effect to test you? Wait a second, I'm not laughing because I heard a joke. Allah says, He he made you laugh. He made you cry. I believe so, yes. He made you rich. He makes you poor. No, I made it by myself with my own intelligence, with my degree, with my CV. No, no, Habibi. He's the one. He's the one running everything. Allah gives. Allah takes. Allah makes you laugh. Allah makes you cry. Allah burns. Allah cures. Allah benefits. Allah harms. Allah, some people tell, yeah, 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 I know, I know, Allah can do everything, but brother, sister, like Allah, but Allah has a system. Astaghfirullah. Allah can do everything? No, Allah is doing everything. And the system is a test. Alone, he's running the show. Veiled his qudra behind these objects, behind this world to test you and sent you prophets to explain to you. So the issue is we have to dial correctly. You know, when you take a number, if I tell you someone's phone number, I say dial it from right to left. The number you have reached is out of service. Okay, now call the number the right way from left to right, but drop a number. The number you've reached is out of service. It's incorrect. So there's a way, there's a way to do things. 
We want all of our worries and concerns to be lifted before we turn fully to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to realize that everything happening to you, the circumstances, the situation you're in, anything is from Allah. But there's a way to address these issues. And I'll get to the topic shortly about be a wizard, be an expert of how to draw from the treasures of Allah. But first you have to rectify that understanding, that shift in perspective, that seeing has to be correct. It's a way of seeing what's really happening. What I see is not what's really happening. What you see is not what you get. What you believe is what you get. I'm what my slave thinks of me, believes in me. We want to handle our concerns in our way, not the way of Rasulullah The way of Rasulullah is مَنْ جَعَلَ الْهُمُومَ هَمَّا وَاحِدًا هَمَّ آخِرَتَهُ كَفَاهُ اللَّهُ سَائِرَ الْهُمُومِ وَمَنْ تَشَعَّبَتْ بِهِ الْهُمُومِ مِنْ أَحْوَالِ الدُّنْيَا لَمْ يُبَالِ اللَّهُ فِي أَيٍ هَلَكِ This hadith is so powerful. You have to give all yourself to Allah. You have to give Everything should be for Allah. If you make your worry in this hadith, if you make your worry one worry, your concern one concern, your akhirah, Allah will take care of all your other worries. Now I want akhirah, but I also want dunya. If you want dunya, deen becomes hard. If you want dunya and akhirah, deen is hard and easy. If you want akhirah, and only Akhirah, deen becomes super easy. It's because we, we want this and we want that. We're not fully turned towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're dialing wrong. So we're not getting through. If you want to get through, you've got to dial correctly. Why can't I make my worry one worry? We don't believe that we're going to die at any moment. We don't really believe that at any moment we can go. So we're busy in this dunya like we're living forever. When I carry the, the worry of akhirah and finally understand what's going on, carrying the worry of akhirah, I have to do three things. I have to negate the doing of creation. Cure doesn't come from medicine. Cure comes from Allah. I have to negate creation, the doing of creation. I have to affirm the doing of the Creator. Allah is the one that does. Medicine doesn't cure, la ilaha, Allah cures, illallah. And then I have to learn and show people how to take from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The issue is sometimes we talk to people, the talk of Iman, and we negate the doing of the creation. Nothing, it doesn't do, creation cannot do, medicine doesn't cure, fire doesn't burn, you know, your degree cannot do. Well, if you negate creation only, then people leave their jobs and leave their work, which is not the point. And, but they also leave Allah. <laughs> You're negating creation. But you need to negate creation and affirm that Allah is the one that's doing. We want people, 
I want myself, you want yourself, we want every single person to despair, to be in a state of despair, yes, min al-makhluq, complete loss of hope from creation. Yes, min al-makhluq wa tama' fillah. And greedy for Allah. And then we want to become muftis, experts in what? In taking from the treasures of Allah. Harif in Arabic we say. You want to become an expert, skillful. A Messi in soccer, like his skills in school, like that in taking from the treasures of Allah. Because if you negate Khaliq and affirm, negate makhluq, negate creation, and affirm Khaliq, and everybody is like, okay, fine, Allah is the doer, and but then you don't teach people or teach yourself how to take from Allah, then you're going to be in trouble. Eventually, you're like, this is not working out. I'm going to go back to believing in creation. Rasulullah says, and this is where we become experts now, wizards in taking from Allah. Man ahabba an yubsata lahu fi rizqihi wa yunsa' lahu fi atharihi falyasil rahimah. Whoever wants his rizq to become abundant, go visit, go visit your uncle, go visit your aunt. Check up on your relatives. Check up on your parents. You do that, your risk opens up. You do stighfar, your risk opens up. You pray in the middle of the night. They asked a poor person. Uh, in uh, he's very, 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 very poor. Like just on lower level. He was from Bangladesh. They asked him, "How did you marry all your daughters?" How did you marry them all? He said, um, <laughs> In the last third of the night, a connection with Allah. Drop in sajda and don't get up until you take what you want from Allah. Know how to take from Allah. Fix the way you're looking at the world. Your actions become rectified. Your rizq is halal. Your main concern is akhirah. You lose sleep over anything that could potentially be even 1% haram. And you leave everything that where there's doubt in it. You're not interested in doubtful matters. And you become Allah's friend. And you know how to take from His treasures. And you come to the point where you even feel sorry for those with money. They have money, poor people. They can't really do every, anything. I have Allah. <laughs> because they made Allah their purpose. Allah makes them successful. Those that make Allah their purpose, if you, if you make Allah your purpose, Allah will make you successful. Not because you have money. You make Allah your purpose, all of a sudden you have all this money. You're like, subhanAllah, I'm successful. No. Because you made Allah your one purpose, akhirah, your focus. 
Allah made you successful through money. Not because you have money, but because Allah gave you to the tawfiq to spend money where it needs to be spent and to put money in its place. Understand this. It's not that, oh, you know, I, I turned full-heartedly to Allah and then Allah opened on me, like all of a sudden I had access to all this wealth and money. Subhanallah, I'm successful through money. What does it mean to be successful through money? Not that you have money. That could be a curse too. The success when you have money is that Allah gives you the tawfiq to put money in its place. You don't spend except with the command of Allah. You avoid spending anything that's displeasing to Allah. And you optimize your money in a way that improves your akhirah because akhirah is your focus now. This is what it means to be wholeheartedly everything. Inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. This dua that some people recite is tiftah in salah. Everything, my salah, myself, everything, everything, my life, my death is for Allah. Then when you do that, Allah becomes for you. The worst Muslim in this world is the one that thinks that their solution, the solution to their problems lies in the hands of others. All your problems in this world and the akhirah lie in the hands of Allah. You want to do a sajda so long that you don't get up until you get what you want from Allah. I have Allah, so I know how to get money. But I don't even need the money because I have Allah. But you have to trust first. I remember that story, the one of trust. You hear it in many circles and people of different faiths will share it. But the point of it is it makes a very strong point. I don't know if you've heard it. It's kind of a joke too. It's like funny. The guy that kind of like is walking and trips and falls off a cliff. But he hangs on to a branch with his hands. <laughs> and, you know, he's losing his energy. He's giving up hope. No one's around. So he starts yelling, help, help, anybody out there, anybody up there, help, anybody up there. All of a sudden he hears a sound. Matthew. Who is that? Who is that? Matthew. <laughs> Who is that? It's God. <laughs> okay. God, can you help me out here? Yeah, of course I can help you out. So, but please help me out. Please help me out. Yes. What do I have to do? Let go. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> Matthew looks down. <laughs> Looks up, looks down, looks up. Anybody else up there? <laughs> you have to trust first. عَلَيْكَ تَوَكَّلْنَا First, وَإِلَيْكَ أَنَبْنَا Second, وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ First, you have to trust. You have to throw yourself in those situations. Slaughter your, 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 your son first. 
before the kabsh comes down and I save your son Ismail. First, you got you to hold all in, all in. All in. You got to be all in. Then Allah shows you his qudra directly. But it, it ain't cheap. You got to sacrifice all in. When we used to spend time in the path of Allah, we used to set our time. Like in this time, I'm going to go spend time. You leave your family, your children, you set them up. You arrange for everything they need while you're gone. You head out. You do this every year at the same time for some time. So when, it, when the time comes, Allah sends situations, problems to test you. Are you going to get caught up with them and not go? Or are you going to turn towards Allah to realize they're coming from Him? Oh Allah, and go anyways. But only when you trust and go anyways, you turn back, you find all the problems solved. He sent them down, He fixes them. So that's it. In order, not only do we have to understand that Allah's running the show and He's the one doer, but we have to dial correctly, shift that perspective, understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negate creation, affirm the Creator is the one doing everything, and then show, learn ourselves and show people, okay, now you got that? Yeah, now let me teach you how to take from the treasures of Allah. Make istighfar. That's the real means of rizq. Such a powerful dua. The last third of the night, sila of your rahim. When it rains, after every obligatory salah, you, become, you start becoming an expert. And now when you make dua and Allah gives you, now you have a relationship. So your iman only gets stronger and stronger by practice. You're getting practical life lessons. So the iman is very sturdy. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك موايد جود مولاك رعي وإذا تأخر مطلب فلربما في ذلك التأخير كل